BridgeBank helps breakthrough ideas actually break through and remains dedicated to providing financial solutions to those committed to leveraging innovation to make the world a better place. BridgeBank, a division of Western Alliance Bank. BridgeBank. Be bold. Venture wisely. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Eddie Bolaños in Fresno, and here are the California stories we're following. A temporary welcome center that provided essential services to arriving migrants in San Diego is slated to close this Thursday. That's more than a month earlier than expected. The reason? An apparent depletion of county funds. The county had allocated $6 million in funding to support the increasing number of migrants. That money allowed for the temporary welcome center to open and provide transportation, food, or Wi-Fi. County officials say nearly 100,000 migrants have arrived in the region since since September. And California's budget deficit has grown to $73 billion. That's larger than a previous projection of $68 billion. Cap Radio's Nicole Nixon reports. The deficit is growing because tax collections have been coming in below expectations, according to the nonpartisan Legislative Analyst's Office. It means a bad situation with the state budget is looking even worse. It also means Governor Gavin Newsom and state lawmakers will likely have to find more ways to cut spending. The governor has already proposed drawing from the state's rainy day fund and cutting or delaying spending on other programs. Newsom has also pledged not to raise taxes, but when asked by reporters Tuesday, Assembly Speaker Robert Rivas would not make the same commitment. Rivas says it's early in the budget process and that Democratic lawmakers in his caucus want to see long-term solutions for the state budget. For the California Report, I'm Nicole Nixon at the state capitol. The Supreme Court has dealt a blow to California landlords when it declined to take up a pair of cases with implications for rent control and eviction moratoriums. KQED's Vanessa Rancaño reports. The cases, from New York and Seattle, argued the policies violate landlords' property rights. Whitney Prout is the vice president of legal affairs for the California Apartment Association, which filed supporting briefs in the cases. I'm disappointed that the court isn't taking this question up. We obviously think that this is a really important issue for the court to address. The decision means that the lower court's rulings upholding the eviction moratorium and rent control measures will stand. For the California Report, I'm Vanessa Rancaño. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. 
And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. In the heart of California's oil country, Kern County, more than 16,000 people work in the petroleum industry. Many of their jobs will likely disappear over the next two decades as the state phases out oil drilling. Slashing fossil fuel emissions is part of California's plan to combat climate change. That plan also includes burying carbon deep beneath the ground. Kern County is betting on the carbon management industry to create thousands of jobs in the region. But as KVP PR's Joshua Yeager tells us the county has little data to back up that bet. The rec center in Taft is packed. The city of 8500 is one of California's last remaining oil towns. Dozens of people are here to learn more about a project they hope will create much-needed jobs. One of them is Alan Miller, a third-generation oil man. What I'm hoping to get out of this is hope my grandson's generation, that they can provide for their family the way my grandpa did the way I did. The project under discussion is known as Carbon Terra Vault 1. It would store tons of climate-warming carbon dioxide a mile beneath a nearby oil field. Oil company California Resources Corporation is developing the Terra Vault and says it will create high-quality union jobs. But initially, the project will generate just five permanent positions, according to the county. Whether the new carbon management industry can provide jobs in the numbers Kerr needs is a big unknown. There is no data. We are in a brand new world. The uncertainty hasn't stopped Lorelai Oviat, the county's planning director, from pitching investors on a carbon management business park. It's an idea, or what the county calls a vision, for bringing companies in the carbon management industry to Kern. A report commissioned by the county found that the park could create up to 22,000 jobs, but it's vague about where many of those will come from. And so far, the county has not received any firm commitment from companies. You've heard that analogy of we're building the airplane as we fly it. No, no, no. We're manufacturing the parts as we fly it, and then we're assembling an airplane. Kern already produces more renewable energy for California than every other county in the state. But wind and solar projects alone won't generate the jobs the county needs. And the jobs they do provide can pay less than those in the petroleum industry. But when people tell me there'll be thousands of jobs in renewable, I tell them, no, there won't. Perched on a barstool, oil worker Ronnie Beach was blunt about state policies targeting his industry. They're killing our way of life. Fossil fuels helped Beach underwrite his version of the American dream. He used money saved during a 25-year oil field career to purchase the bank, a local watering hole here in Taft. He doubts clean energy jobs would provide the same opportunity. When you have hundreds and thousands of oil field workers competing for the same job, what kind of quality of pay are they going to have? Are they going to have benefits the way that we do in the oil fields? Are they going to have retirement? 
Kern County's Chief Workforce Development Officer, Aaron Ellis, acknowledges that some workers will struggle to find jobs. If you've got a long-term oil and gas employee, they're making high, high wages. And if they only have just a high school diploma education, then that's going to be very hard to get them up to that high wage. Earlier this month, the county received $11 million from the state to launch a retraining program for displaced oil and gas workers. It'll help people build new careers in industries like healthcare and construction, but not carbon management. Ellis says he doesn't know when those jobs are coming. For the California Report, I'm Joshua Yeager in Taft. This story is part of a collaboration between KVPR, Inside Climate News, Investigative Editing Corps, and Report for America. Emma Ferringer, Merchant, contributed reporting. And that is the California Report for Wednesday, February 21st. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. I'm Mavi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Support for the California Report comes from Stanford Medicine, comprising its School of Medicine and adult and children's health systems working together to advance knowledge and improve lives. StanfordMedicine.org The Wesley Foundation, investing in California's underserved children and youth. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy works to create a cleaner, healthier, more secure world for all. On the web at theschmidt.org. Do you love learning about the San Francisco Bay Area? Its history, its people, its unique blend of cultures? Then you should check out The Bay Curious Book. I'm Katrina Schwartz, editor and producer on The Bay Curious Podcast, and I'm here to let you know that for the month of May, we've worked out a sweet deal for KQED podcast listeners. Right now, you can get The Bay Curious ebook for $1.99. That's right, $1.99. Just search for Bay Curious wherever you get your ebooks or find a link in our show notes. This offer does expire at the end of the month, though, so you'll want to act on it fast. Happy reading! Hey there, this is Brittany Luce from NPR's It's Been a Minute. KQED's podcasts like The Bay, Bay Curious, Mind Shift, Right Nowish, and more all tell the stories of the Bay and beyond with reliable human-centered journalism. They aim to inspire, make you think, entertain, and expand your understanding of the place you call home. Here's how you can support podcasting at KQED. Showing your support is easy, and you can join Brittany in supporting KQED Podcast too at donate.kqed.org slash podcast. That's donate.kqed.org slash podcast. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts.